Blog Talk Radio. Chicago's West Side. 
She's the oldest of seven children. At the tender age of 12, her mother introduced her to shooting heroin, which lasts over 15 years. Denise dropped out of school in the fourth grade and vowed she'd never return and became a product of the streets. Denise's journey involved poverty, incest, drug addiction and incarceration to sobriety, spiritual redemption and inner peace, deep insecurity and inferiority, drug addiction and role confusion tormented her for many years and saying she often wondered if she was human. In spite of all these obstacles, Denise grabbed hold to a seed of hope, and Denise accepted the Lord Jesus Christ in 1986, and she altered the very course of her life. Jesus altered the very course of her life. She accepted her calling as deliverance, as a deliverance minister in God's true holiness. Her belief system and faith are based on the doctrine of the Lord Jesus Christ. However, she respects the rights of individuals to choose their own beliefs. Now, in spite, we're going to put this here. Denise is a deliberate minister, inspirational, and motivational speaker. She has been on a passionate mission to share with others how to break free from the prison, from the prison within. Um, Denise is the author of Who Said It Couldn't Be Done. She's working on a second book also, The Prison Within Me, Break Free. She has worked with adults, families, and children for over 20 years, and she provides lectures in a variety of topics for churches, parents, schools, government institutions, and businesses. So come join me and my guests author and minister, Denise Jones, and listen as she goes back down memory lane to tell her story on how she became a diamond from the rough. Please call in at the call-in number of 347-884-8684. That number again is 347-884-8684. And the toll-free number is 877 483 3153. That number again is 877-483-3153. And I'm going to call my guest on to the line and to see if she is there. So put on your seatbelts, y'all. Denise Jones, Minister Denise Jones, are you here on the line? Yes, I am, Wendy, and thanks for having me on the show. You are more than welcome, and welcome to Lardy, Miss Clardy, and company on BTR. And as I was saying that the title of this book, I'm going to say it out loud and proudly. Who said it couldn't be done, all right? Because surely you are a diamond that came from the rough. So we want to get to it. You know, you have wrote a book on your life, and... I was looking at your prologue, your prologue on pain. Can you talk uh, a little bit and inform us about this pain that you went through uh, as you know a young a young lady coming on through and explain what happened to you? Sure. First of all, growing up on Chicago's West Side, from a dysfunctional family involved in incest and molestation. 
to later mm-hmm. travel down the road of bisexuality, moving yes. in with my mother. So my life has been nothing but pain in my early youth. Yes. So um, in that, okay, when you went to homosexuality, okay, I seen here, you know, that it was a role confusion. What type were in that role confusion were you in? Well, getting introduced into the lesbian lifestyle at the age of 12 years old, not understanding what that was all about. But as I stated Mm -hmm. earlier, my mother was bisexual, so she would have all these different type of parties on the weekends, initiation parties, where she would have homosexuals, lesbians, and, you know, just any other young women that wants to be a part of their club, they had to be initiated in that lifestyle. So with all these things going on in the house, and I kind of had this tomboy nature, so yes. the women would begin to pull on me and tell me, you know, you ain't going to be nothing but a little tomboy. You ain't going to be but a little dice. You're going to be a little bull dagger. Those were the languages back in my day that they were using before they got to yes. the new names of using it. And upon that happening, as I stated with being in this household, the curiosity was sparked. You know, if you rub on anything long enough, it'll begin to wake up some feelings. Absolutely. And, Absolutely. And so being wide and dined by the women that was in the household, I began to like that. So okay. it wasn't long before somebody, someone was able to say, hey, listen, would you like to try this? And it began with the rubbing on me, the kissing, and then performing oral sex on me. So that went on for, for a great period of time. Never talked yeah. about it. Right. being introduced to it. Okay. So, you know, I'm, so at that, go, go ahead. ahead. I'm sorry. No, no, go ahead. I'm listening. So at that point, at that point of being turned out into the lifestyle, you know, and uh, back early in like, I believe it was 1976, you know, when mm-hmm. Michael Jackson started to come out with the big afro. So you see the boys that was looking, looking, you know, fine with the big naturals and different things like that. And they were, you know, flirt with me or try to get me, but I had that fear mm-hmm. of wanting to be with the boys. Right. Because of all the experiences that I had had before that point. Okay. Well, so part I, of my... I was gonna... so part... Go ahead, Go ahead I'm, I'm listening. So part of my turning point was when I saw a woman that was being initiated into the group with my mother. And one yes. of the men were having sex with her. So in my mind, it was like he was dog having sex with her because she was in pain. She was crying. And yes. I'm standing back behind my mother, and I'm watching this. And me and the lady made, we locked eyes. And she had this look in her face like, help me. Help me. But there was nothing that I could do. And when the man yeah. finished her, she stood up and she had blood running down my leg. That freaked my mind out. Yeah. That was a true turning point to say, 
I didn't want to have anything to do with men. Yes. Wow. So that's where the struggle began to come in because one part of me wanted to be with a boy because I always desired as I grow up that I wanted to be married and have children. Yes. So understanding what was going on with me, that was not there. Right. That's where it wow. came in to who am I? What am I? Right. Right. So that was the struggle of trying to understand when I talk about role confusion. Okay. And so, uh, you know, you talked about in, in your in your book, you know, where how you got involved with the drug the drug addiction was mainly through first the starting of a sewing needle in your ear and how she dealt with you at that point before, you know, the actual being introduced into the heroin. Can you explain some of that? Yes, that the, the ear piercing was the first initiating pain Yes, uh, as a child. Right. To moving up to incest, molestation, and not knowing what was going to happen in my life as I continued to develop and progress. So right. when I moved in with my mother, I had no knowledge that she was a drug addict. Okay. But just one day, I went to North Dakota, and I came back. And she was no longer the person who I knew as my mother, who we called her May. Yeah. But she had transformed into a lesbian. She had the okay. big natural, and she was dressed like a man, and she had all the different women in her household. And yeah. I, I couldn't understand what was going on. But as we continued on, she would always go in this room, you know, and she would yeah. stay so long. And sometimes she would come out and ask me and my brother to come go with her. She would begin to teach us how to pop trunks and steal hubcaps off of cars and, you know, later take them and sell them. And she would come back and buy a can of chili and cook it and she would go in the room and we would just be wondering why is she constantly going in this room and by me being so inquisitive and nosy as a child I would ask yeah. her I say May why do you always go in this room why do we always go on 16th street we do the same yeah. thing every day why and yeah. one day she invited me to come into the room and watch her shoot drugs so okay. I mean, watching her, and this is the person who I'm supposed to, you know, she's supposed to mentor, she's supposed to guide my life. She sent right. me one day to go and pick up her package. And me thinking in my mind, I want to be just like her. I stole mm. your bottle bag, mm. got one of her needles, went into the bathroom, I cooked it like she did, I tied up, and I stuck myself in the hand with the needle. My hand swollen so big, I hurried up and took the rope off. And at that point, that moment, the drugs just shot through my system. I began yeah. to just vomit, throw up. And when I started to settle down, I said, mm, this is just like my mother. The race was on. Mm. Mm. Lord, 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 Lord. And so, you know, from 
you know, uh, the journey of having your ears pierced, which was the first beginning of the initiation, and it brought you into the ideal of now being uh, initiated into, you know, uh, the life, as we would call it, um, and it was consistently all the time, and now you're, you know, you're, you're, you're now shooting up, and you now feel as though that at that time, you're being just like your mom because that's what you wanted to be. Not that you wanted to be this, but that's what she taught you. So the exactly. question would be, okay, so the question, you know, goes here. Now, after that happened, what else started to come into play after, you know, the the going through the uh, incest or the, the the molestation and the drugs? What else came into the picture at that point that just opened the door wide open where you was exposed to everything that, you know, uh, brought you to where you are now in your life? You know, I'm sitting here and I'm just reflecting back over my life and I'm, I'm, mm-hmm. I'm sitting and I'm thinking back on from the, you know, the drug incident and how it was I, I was shooting drugs for a whole year with her friends that she didn't even know that I was shooting drugs. She was still taking coupling wow. with her, stealing with her, doing all the things. And so with me, I formed an addiction. I began to yes. steal from my grandmother. And yes. I would begin to buy drugs with my mother's friends. And we would get high. I was getting high for a whole year before she knew anything about it. One day she came to this house. It was a shooting gallery. Yes. I was there in the bathroom. And that blew her mind. She wanted to kill the people who had me down there because she thought that they were the ones that introduced me and stuck the needle in my arm, but it was her. Really? So now there was nothing that she could really tell me because I'm out here now. I'm addicted. We began to hustle together. She began to teach yes. me the game. She had women okay. that she was pimping, you know, and then she, you know, I began to do the same thing, get caught up with the different women, and, and I labeled it as pimping, but it was pimping. So pimping. trying to improvise in the street to, uh, to support my addiction. Yeah. And that's exactly what I did. Began to start burglarizing, began to start sticking up, began to start pickpocketing, planning checks. You know, I'm out of school now. Right. So now I'm going in and out of the penal institution. Now I'm becoming full-fledged into the lesbian lifestyle, you know, living yeah. as a man for over 16 years. So my life was just on the run. It was free for all, and that's exactly what I did. Wow. Wow. And so when did the... Uh, the spiral finally did hit to a point where you hit rock bottom. Wow. You know, I had um, two major incidents that happened in my life. And by me living as a man and having women, some of the men didn't like the lifestyle that I lived. Right. Now, they okay. talked about it, but no one ever did anything to me about it. But one day I was so high, 
And these were friends of my sister, and i like, could you please run me out west? I want to get some more drugs. I'll pay you. Get in the car. Right. I go into a nod. In the car with three men. And I hear okay. them say, man, we're going to show her who the real man. We're going to kill, we're going to rape her and kill her and throw her behind Black Candy Company. Now, wow. I always had a fear in my mind, and I would say, if a man ever tried to rape me, I will take my own life. And that comes from because I saw the man having sex with the woman who I thought he yes. was her. So that messed my mind up, and I could see men as nothing but dogs, hated men, didn't want to have nothing to do with them. The only thing we could do is help them get Ooh. out of there. But when they stated this, I heard this in my mind. Yes. And when the car comes to a halt, God brought me on my mind, and I jumped out the car and started running. One of the wow. men was chasing me, and all I could see yeah. is kill yourself, kill yourself, kill yourself. I jumped through a glass window, and I oh, was uh. cut up between both arms, wrists, my head, my shoulders, standing there in a pool of blood, literally feeling my life leaving my body, and I was begging and asking God, Lord, if you spare my life, I'll live for you. I'll change if you just give me one more opportunity. Look at this. Next thing I know, I, I was out. I woke up okay. in a hospital that, that only stabilized you. But they were asking yeah. me, give me your number. I need to reach somebody to let them know about you. I heard them tell my mother on the phone that there's nothing that we could do for you. Go and identify her. They rushed me over to Cook County Hospital where I was supposed yeah. to be dead. But God worked a miracle. Because I'm telling the Come story today. Yes. And live to tell. Once God brought me through that, I came out the hospital, wrapped all up, battered all up, stitched all up, and I said, man, I was lucky. Oh, I was lucky. I was lucky. Hmm. Went back to my friends. I'm all bandaged up. Took my yes. socks and shoes off. Had them shooting dope in my foot. Because my arms was all bad and stuff. I couldn't shoot, you know. So I said, shoot me in my foot. Went right back to the right way doing the same thing. Man. And even after much that. Later, much later, I'm blown. I'm on the air track. Anybody that knows anything about anybody that's drunk, you walk two feet and you fall back five feet. Well, right. I fell off a platform. I OD'd and fell off a platform onto the, tra- the uh, train tracks. Lady, I OD'd. Could have been electrocuted, could have been cut up by the train. But God held all that back, and some police found me on the track. I woke up in Mercy Hospital. Wow. But today, I'm here to tell another miracle. At that point, Still didn't get right. My rock yes. bottom came in 1986 because my body had access everywhere. No veins to shoot in. Sitting in my mother's garage, shooting heroin and smoking cocaine. And every time I shoot, all the drugs was coming all out of all the holes. I said, I can't Ooh. live like this no more. It got to be a better way. Yes. 
I done shot it every part of my body, my foot, my breast, my arm. So I said, it just to be a better way. And one day, I went to a place that began to talk about and say, you woman, you don't have to continue to live like that. Woman, you don't have to continue to do the things that you're doing. That's right. And if you want That's this right. new life, it's available. Mm-hmm. So from that day to this day, it'd be 29 years of July that I have not shot dope, that I have not laid with a woman. I don't masturbate. Uh, it's been 29 uh, years. When I wake up every day, I'm in my own bed. Thank you. That's awesome. Yes. Mm, well, you know the you know there's a lot of people that say, uh, sister, that you know being in the LGBT life as gay or lesbian or however bi, you know that some you know are in that life because they were born that way. I feel as though that that's not true because. You didn't come in the world with the thought to ever be that way. You have to be shown it. Am I correct? I totally agree with you that no one is born like that. Because when a person says that they believe in God and they said that they was born like that, they're saying that God has made a mistake. Right. God don't make God don't make mistakes. Right. Now, we all, every human being has the propensity to be lesbian, homosexual, transgender. However, it's a choice that one has sure to make. That's right. No person learns and come out of the womb performing oral sex, anal sex, masturbation, those are learned yeah. behavior. Now, granted, as children, we all do some foolish things sometimes, or the majority of us do. We play right. house, as I did. I yeah. played house with my same sex cousin, and she yeah. would always want to be on top of me, and it begins to feel good. As you heard me say, if you rub anything long enough, it's going to feel good, and you're going to like That's right. So one day I told her, I said, you can't be on the top no more. I want to be the daddy. I want to be on top. Hmm. So those feelings was already woke up in me. Yeah. And not to know that later down the road that that's what was going to happen. So I hmm. disagree with anyone that says that they were born like that. See. There are choices. See. Even if a person is born with two parts, Come on now. The organs let the parents know what that child is supposed to be. Right. And I thought the same thing. You know, you know, you got hermaphrodites that have both sexual uh, uh, parts. However, even with that, they do at least give a choice to that person that's been born with two two genitals, male and female, to make a choice which one they want to be. So I feel as though, you know, with one that we have, that that's what we were supposed to be. I don't believe that, you know, the spirit of a 
of a baby coming into the world is already set to become what it's going to be because it is empty from the time of an infant of being born all the way until five years old where there is no thought process of that. Yes, when they're little like that, they tend to be, uh, um, you know, curious about what is this or play with their PP or, you know, with or mess with their chest area or even with another baby. But that does not constitute that they're going to become that. It has to be an adult or another peer that has been exposed to this in order for a child to become it uh, because it's a learned behavior. That's the way I see it. So the question well, that, that, is... That, no, go ahead. Go ahead. No, go ahead. I mean, I totally agree. It is a learned behavior, and that's, that's some of the things that people don't want to face. They don't want to face right. the fact because when we look for excuses to accommodate our behavior, you know, we right. need to say something that sounds right. Not that it's right, yes. but it sounds right. Well, you know, as we know, it's the, uh, you know, our society you know, has said that this is the normal behavior. This is a norm when we know that it is not a norm because God never, uh, you know, instituted this type of behavior, you know. Um, however, you know that you have been through all of this, and I'm sitting here looking over my life as where I was also put in a position to be compromised from 5 to 12 years old being molested. You know what I'm saying? Where I went through that mm-hmm. same trend. You know what I'm saying? And I even went that route of into the lesbian life. But I know that the father was very, very, very merciful, just like with you, and and put, brought us both out of a room that had no doors or windows. And we know that it is possible. It was even told to me at one time that, you know, once you're in that type of life, you really don't ever change from it. I said the devil is a liar. (laughs) Well, I'm here to tell you that change has certainly uh, taken place in my life. That's right. You know, um, I, I'm in a deliverance ministry that teaches regarding the flesh and the uncleanness of the flesh and the things that I have programmed in my flesh. So now yes. I have the word to help me sustain my new life. I'm yet yes. human, and because I'm in program, I see women that look good. I see men that look good, but I don't sit up and be like, Ooh, ooh, I love to hit that. Ooh, I love to eat yeah, that up. That's my, that's that's not my right. message today. <laughs> that's ooh, not my Lord message today. <laughs> it was yesterday, but it ain't today. That's right. You know, and, and God has forgiven that, you know, and when that spirit is gone, it is gone. You don't have no regard. You don't even think about it. In that in that mind, but that you mentioned, you know that um, you know you being a minister, you know a minister in deliverance of true holiness, and you spoke, you said that you allow God to make you a true woman of God, and you live by 
2 Corinthians 5 and 17. Tell us about that. Tell me how did that become? That scripture became real to me because at one point in my life, I didn't think that I can change. Yes. Didn't even have a mind or a desire to want to change. Yes. But but through the, through the fact of getting tired of living that same life, and I said there has to be something better than this, and yes. sitting up under the word of God and, and hearing the word of God, that if there first be a willing mind, then needs if you just have a willing mind to want to change, I'll deliver yes. you. I'll set you free. Yes. And I'll That's teach right. you that you may be able to go back and tell somebody that I can and I'm able to deliver. Yes. So yes. that's where the scripture comes in, living as a man, dressing as a man, having the body parts as a man, operating fully as a man, that scripture became mm-hmm. true to me. Therefore, yes. if any woman be in Christ, she yes. is a new creature. I don't operate as DJ anymore. I don't dress as DJ. I don't look as DJ anymore. Yes. That's yes. why that scripture became so real and so fulfilling to me. Because I know that I knew when my former friends see me, they know that I'm not that person anymore. Of course. Because I they don't walk that walk anymore. That's right. And you're not a part of it. You have separated yourself. And that key word that you used there, Denise, my sister in Christ, you know, use the, the, that key word, if you have a willing mind and you got to get tired of being sick and tired until that happens, the change won't happen. And that is true. So, you know, I see here that you attend Oliver Harvard, uh, Harvey College in 1993 and got your GED, and then you went further on to lead to start at uh, turbine janitorial cleaning in 1992 until 2002, and then you felt like that there was more that needed to be done, so you changed careers and became a certified substance abuse and HIV counselor. Tell us about that. Uh, being being in the field and 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 once being addicted to drugs, you, most individuals always have a passion and a desire to want to go back to the community and help and serve because you understand and know how good it feels to be set free because I was down one day. Absolutely. In that, that's what was my motivator factor to go and get in that industry because I wanted someone to know that they didn't have to continue to be a drug addict. Right. And and, and so I became a certified substance counselor, but the arrow with the HIV counselor is knowing that I had to educate that one that was a drug addict because they were being put at risk. Being a drug yeah. addict, you have to sometimes do things that you thought that you would never do, turning tricks. Being involved in oral sex and anal sex, I be drug users. So, Getting yes. that extra knowledge under my belt helped me provide that information to the one that I was trying to help. 
That's right. Amen. Amen. And so now you are the founder of the executive director of a nonprofit 501c3 organization called Tender Touch, Inc. And this program you have is for women and youth who live a drug-free lifestyle and or are being released from prison or jail. You're saying that you provide an array of educational programs and services. So tell us a little bit about, you know, uh, Tender Touch, even though I just state some of it, but give us a little more in-depth uh, uh, knowledge about your organization. Well, Tender Touch is an organization, as you stated, for ex-offender women and youth, and I've pretty much been working with organizations and women probably for over the last 10 years. And mm-hmm. there are not a lot of services that are available to the women. Yes. And I kind of looked on at it when I came up with this organization to think, you know, we can be ever so much saving our youth, but when they have mm-hmm. to return back home to the to the parents that are still involved in the drug lifestyle or whatever their lifestyle might be, right. we're putting them right back at risk. So my right. desire was to have a double component where not only working with the youth, but work with the parents that the child might be saved. That is very, very, very important, the parents. Yes, yes, that's very important. That's awesome. Tell us more. So so the, so what I do is I work with those programs. I go out in the community. I speak. I educate them. And, uh, you know, show them how they can live a positive and clean life. I, I go to the yes. jails. I speak with the women in the prisons and talk about how and help prepare them for when they return back into the communities on the things yes. that they need to do to sustain a positive lifestyle. Very, very. Oh, this is this is so empowering. You know what I'm saying? This Your, your story is just... Uh, I know that anybody listening to this, like I'm listening to it, I know I'm not alone, and it's so so refreshing to find someone that come on this forum where we talk about victimization and fraud, abuse, deceit, and lies. That's the cornerstone of this particular forum, and that they would not be afraid, you know, and put their pride aside and tell the truth as it really is. You know what I'm saying? When it comes to, you know, things that people face on an everyday basis, you know what I'm saying? Because this is not a business to be quiet about. This is a business, you know, that need to be shouted out from the rooftops, you know, to show that this thing does exist. And at the same time that, you know, people that, you know, that uh, uh, choose to come out of this realm and live you know, can go back and help other people, which is, this is so endearing to me. And Sister Denise, you know, you know, you know, you know what, you know, what's, what's really sad is that when people are in a group, they rise yes. as a group. Yeah. when you get that individual to themselves, that individual will tell you that they are sick or tired of living their lifestyle, but they are stuck. Yeah, and right. just to hear 
just to hear one person say, I am so glad to hear you say that. All I wanted to do was just find one person who could relate to me. Come on. It is, I encountered something yesterday where no one knew that I ever been in the lifestyle, but I met a uh, person who's, who's been in the lifestyle, living as a homosexual, prostitute, and everything. Yeah. And he happened to hear about my book and asked, what about your story? And as I began to tell him that God delivered me from lesbianism, his mouth just flew open. He said, I'm, I've been waiting. I go to a, a church here in Chicago that is full-fledged with homosexuals. I'm tired of saying what I see in the pulpit. They're not preaching nothing. My soul is miserable. He said, so do you know for me to hear you say this to me, you have given me a new lease to life today? This was just on yesterday. He mm-hmm. said, I was a whole. He didn't say whore. I was a hoe. I would drop down on my knees and get a full job on the street. He said, I was tired of penises being in my mouth. Tired of penises being in my in my anal. This is what he was saying yesterday. See, so and that is the people are tired. That's right. They but just need somebody to be afraid. Come on with the truth. And so, you know, with that, with saying that, you know, we're going to go on a, a break and then we'll be right back, okay, to finish this sure. where we just left off, okay? So don't forget where we just left off and we will be right back. This is Lardy Miss Clardy on Lardy Miss Clardy and Company on Blog Talk Radio and we are talking about um, who said it couldn't be done, a diamond in a rough. A true story by minister and book writer, author, Denise Jones. We'll be right back. We need to go on a break, and uh, we'll continue when we get back.
is back and again welcome back to Lardy Miss Clardy and Company on BTR call in at the call in number and listen in to this powerful inspiring and motivational story told a true life story told by minister and book author Denise Jones at 347-884-8684 that number again is 347-884-86 Eight, four. And the toll-free number for all that do not have a phone, call in toll-free, 877-483-3153. That number again is 877-483-3153. And we are back with minister and book writer, author, Denise Jones. And we're entitled on her book that she is talking about from her true life story, who said it couldn't be done, a diamond from the rough. And indeed, she is a diamond from the rough. And so welcome back. And we were talking about, Denise, uh, about the young man that been out there hoeing and carrying on and, you know, and tired of, you know, sucking on penises and penises being in this anal and church that is full of, you know, the perversion and they ain't talking about nothing. And he finds you and you're talking about how you have been saved by grace to come out of the rooms with no doors and windows. And he said he was ready. He was you know, he needed to hear that, and as you said before, there are people that run around in packs 
But when you get them by themselves and they tell you how sick and tired they are of being where they are and all they need is an anime, like what we just heard from Natalie Cole, anime. All right, we need an anime to come and help another anime out. And believe me, we are doing God's business. Yes, we are anime that's out here trying to dag on help somebody out of the trenches, out of the muck, mire, and clay. And I so appreciate you. I so appreciate your story. And, you know, it is amazing. It is amazing because it's amazing that miracles happen every day and nobody see it. And we are that miracle. You are that miracle, Miss Denise Jones. You are. I thank you for, you know, putting on the armor and becoming that soldier that's out here trying to help an anime because you know you walked in anime shoes. You know what I'm saying? Denise Jones, are you? can you hear me? Me? Okay, I'm hearing Hello? you. All right. Yes. 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 And, you know, and everything you're saying is so true. And, again, I thank you for having me on the show because so many people are afraid to touch this topic because all our yes. political people are, are saying, or I come out, I come out the closet. You know, or you know, everybody is coming on and they just jump on the bag wagon. I come out, I come out, I come out, I come out. You know, I am. It, it, you know, I know that the devil is doing what he's supposed to be doing, yeah. and I'm doing what God is allowing me to do. We know that yeah. the whole world is not going to be saved; they're not going to be changed. But if that one right. person that God would allow me to reach. And yes. their lives are changed. We know that the angels are rejoicing. Amen. So, Amen. I so agree. In, 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 you know, in saying that, I am most happy and appreciate you for taking on this topic because, again, it certainly needs to be discussed. And one That's of the right. things that I, I just I kind of wanted to just touch on for a moment, sure. you know, where they have this thing going with the same-sex marriage and, you know, and saying that they believe, you know, you should be able to love who you want to love. Again, those are choices. And it is absolutely true. You can love who you want to love. Yes, you can marry who you want to marry because there are two laws. There is a natural law that's ruled by government who approves it, but then there's a final law Every man has to answer to, and that is God's law. Right. So there is no other law that will supersede the truth. So we can do anything that we want to do, and knowing that for every action is a reaction. There will be a consequence yes. to the wrong person that we choose. Yes. Yes. That. Amen. But that's on both sides again, of the day. People don't want to touch on it, and. As they state, you know, if people would just deal with the just the unclean part of yes. the sexual acts that are performed, just the unclean part is enough to say, I know that this is not right. Okay. Because when you but when you because when you look at and I'll speak for me, 
because I know everybody else ain't going to talk about them. But I don't speak for me being involved in that lifestyle and just the perverted part of the lifestyle. I asked somebody a question one day. I said, will you take your face, put it down in the toilet bowl, and run your tongue around the toilet? Hmm. You know, right after you know that they will, they want to cuss and, and tell me everything else, right? I said, yeah. you say, no, you wouldn't do that, but you're taking your mouth, you're putting it on somebody's anal, but we know bowel movie comes out. You're sticking right. your penis in somebody's rectum, that bowel movement comes out, and then you put it in your mouth. Right. So put your face in the toilet, because that's exactly what we're doing. Absolutely. And, you know, yep. Go ahead. And this this is where, you know, HIV, herpes, uh, hepatitis uh, A, all start. You know what I'm saying? You know, and then you know that they have to be under Anita High in order to call themselves enjoying, you know, this type of life. Uh, this type of sexual, you know, uh, issue that they call themselves doing. And uh, I done been there before. I know it's not right. I had the feelings that was telling me this is not right. But if you ain't got nobody to help you to come up out of that, you, you're going to continue to keep ride or dying with the group of people until, you, until God meets you with the right one after he know and see that you are really ready for the change. Then the change just comes. And boy, isn't it a beautiful, you are free. You, It's a beautiful thing to be. It's free from that life. It's just like anything else. If you eat too much of anything, when it gets finished killing you, throwing you up and doing you whatever, you will never go back and they going to do it again because you know it ain't good for you because you done been through it for so long and you done been sick behind it and sick and tired of being sick and tired. So can nobody tell me, you know, that there is not a real God and this forum that you speak about, sister, is a forum that God has created me to have to talk about issues that people are afraid to talk about. Like I said, this forum is about putting your pride, your your uh your shame and and fears aside and tell the truth as it really is when it comes to abuse, deceit, and lies. God gave me this forum for families and victims of fraud. And we are telling what is the fraud and what you're being victimized behind. And Denise, so are you. I am happy to have you on this on this on this forum. Because this forum is not about uh, entertainment. This is called entertainment. Trying to do something to lift the soul and to help to uh, bring a soul to Christ. So I commend you. And I also wanted to ask you about, you know, this, um, uh, you know, the other uh, certificates that you have received that, you know, that you have. Tell about that, too. Well, I have received numerous uh, certificates, and my final one that I'm about to work on right now is as a life coach. So, Go ahead. Um, 
So, you know, getting ready to, you know, put some workshops together to be able to talk about failure is not an option, how to persevere and try out yes. over different obstacles in one's life. Yes. So that that will um, be coming soon. Okay. And this book, you talk about this second book a little bit, The Prison Within Me, Break Free. You know, this is a book you're working on, a second book. Tell us about that. Correct. Well, the title of the book, uh, The Prison Within Me, Break Free, and, and I asked God to give me what to, what, what to name it, and I, uh, I was given that, and my reason, I, I really didn't even want to write another book, but because so many individuals have been asking me about, can you please tell me how you're maintaining this life? Can you please tell yes. me how is it? possible that you have not laid down with a woman in X amount of years. Can you please tell me that? You mean to tell me when your libido gets up and it's full-fledged and you don't even masturbate? Can you please tell me how is it that you are not acting to those particular acts? So okay. that's what sparked me to write this book. And the title of this book, The Prison Within Me, Break Free, because so many people are still bound, and they want to be set free. Yes. And this is what has motivated me to write the second book, to be able to tell them how I did it, how I'm being maintained, and how they can have the same gift and be able to be free and maintained. Mm -hmm. Well, there it is, y'all. Y'all have heard from Denise yourself, you know, in the title of the book on Who Said It Couldn't Be Done, A True Diamond from the Rough. And Denise's mission is to educate, inspire, and empower individuals to achieve their greatness, regardless of their race, color, or religion, religious beliefs. And Denise found her purpose in her empowerment ministry, and that includes a prison ministry for young girls and women, and she also has provided volunteer services to various organizations. And what are those uh, that you have volunteered your services for? We like to hear that too. In, 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 as you stated, in the jails, in the different churches, in the different community groups, in the schools, whoever mm-hmm. opened that door, that's where I step in at and deliver the message of hope. Yes. This is a, this is an awesome. This is you know this is a jaw dropping awesome story. You know, and I praise God for you being here on this show to reveal you know the 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 the, the esoteric secrets. And it's not a secret. It's just you know it's faith. And also you have to believe that there is a God that is a true living God that can save you and put another power right within you to keep you held up after you have fell down. You know, it's just amazing. It's just amazing. Now faith is the substance of things for the evidence of things not seen. This is from Hebrews 11 uh, and uh, verse 1, chapter 11, verse 1. And it's true to the, to the, to, to the hilt. Because just like you, my sister, I am also a witness that it can be done. 
And you know, I, I hats off to you. I want you to come back on to the show again. Maybe we might just go on ahead and do a, a couple of series on this area of the LBGT uh, uh, issue because people need to know that they can change from this, you know, and they can change from being an, uh, 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 in abuse uh, situations and come above this thing. I would like to, you know, uh, you know, collaborate with you and do some shows on this. So why don't you tell them about where you are based at with your organization and a, a website and a, uh, a email to reach you. Currently I'm based here in the uh, south suburbs of Chicago. My Tibetan website is under construction. I just spoke with them tonight, so they re- they reconstructing it now. But if you would like to reach out to me, you can reach me at authordeniseJones at gmail dot com, or you can personally call me at seven zero eight two hundred six two nine five. And see, now you done heard it from my sister, author and minister. Denise Jones on, who said it couldn't be done, a diamond in the rough. We'll be right back. We got another uh, another uh, 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 pause for the cause, and we will be right back. Stay tuned, okay? Stay there, Miss Denise Jones. Be right back. Sure.
All right, y'all. Yes, it is a new day. And we have been inspired, empowered, and motivated, at least I have been, right here on Lardy Miss Clardy and Company on Blog Talk Radio with author and minister of the book, Who Said It Couldn't Be Done, A Diamond in the Rough, and her name, Miss Denise Jones, all right? And we are we have a few minutes where if there's anybody that's out there that want to ask questions to this dynamic, motivational, blessed woman of God, Denise Williams, I mean, Denise Jones, excuse me, I done got, I done went all the way over to, into Hollywood. I'm so, I'm so done with this, but I'm going to say Denise Jones, okay? And you got something you want to ask her as questions or anything, just call in at the call-in number of 347-884-8684. That number again is 347-884-8684. And the guest toll-free number is 877-483-3153. That number again is 877-483-3153. Again, if you got something you want to ask as questions or comments, Towards this powerful woman of God, um, please call in and say what you got to say. Okay? Now, we're back on Lardy Miss Lardy and Company on BTR, Blog Talk Radio. And Denise, you still there? Yes, I am. All right. So, here in the end, I had read about that prayer changes things. And you were talking here about it is something of a miracle that I was even born back when my mother, Anna Mae Jones, was only eight years old. She and a friend decided to go bike riding through the neighborhood. Suddenly, the car struck 48 pounds, Anna Mae, and she was thrown from the bike and flung haphazardly into the air. And the driver of the car panicked and swerved over to the street, and when Anna Mae smashed to the ground, the massive car made a remarkable finish as well. It was tremendous. Front wheel plopped down for the last time, and Anna Mae didn't move. She didn't do anything, not even a blink. A growing, a growing pool of blood oozed from beneath the resting wheel. Everyone thought Anna Mae was dead. She was so small that the huge tires seemed to cover her entire body. Though it rested on, only on her stomach, neighbors from all around gathered, squinting at the alarming sight. And as they watched that firefighter's pride, poor anime from beneath that killer wheel, matted in clumps of blood and dirt, lifeless anime was rushed by ambulance to Mary Thompson's hospital. Talk about that on, you know, how prayer changed things. What, tell us more about Anna Mae. You know, as, as my mother, uh, as I was writing this book, and uh, <laughs> the book was a avenue also for her, a portion of her healing as well because she yes. was molested and, you know, went through a lot of different uh, traumatic ex experiences in her life. And as you just read, she had gotten hit by a car, and they, she, it was told to her that she would never, ever have children. And today, mm. my mother has seven children. I am the oldest of yes. the seven. 
And mm-hmm. so, you know, to, to even look at her and know that prayer is real, because to have seven children, that's a miracle. Absolutely, it's a miracle. When your insides was what when your insides were all smashed and tore apart, and God used a woman by the name of Maddie B. Poole to come and pray for her, yes. and you know restore her. And so again, today she has seven children. Mother be seventy years old this year, and she's still living. Yes, she is. What does she? Think of? What does she think about you now? How she like you now? <laughs> well, how we like each other because we were. It was she was never my. Now. She was my. Huh? <laughs> I said, uh, you know that's that's good right there. How we like each other now, right? Come on now, you know, tell us. Because we we both we you know she was my birth mother, but. Once I was introduced into the drug culture and all the other things, we became friends. So we shot dope together. We stuck up together. We imped together. We did it all together. So my mother uh, really got her life together first. God drew her and saved her first in 1981. Yes. And so while he was working on her, I'm still out in the streets, but then God brought me in. In 1986, and he began to work and clean me up, and he put us back together and restored us as mother and daughter. We worked together hand-in-hand in the ministry. We'd go into the jails. We'd go into the churches, the school, whomever opened the door, as well as one of my sisters who was a prostitute and a crackhead. So we one family taking one message of hope back to the community, so it's not just an individual mother whose life changed, but it was two daughters who changed. Woo! Uh, powerful, powerful. Look at God. Now, if, if don't nobody, can't nobody understand this and hear this and know that there is a God and it's the real God that can do this kind of work and that people can come back and tell that so that God can get the glory about what he can do, all you got to do is ask and receive the help that God sent to you in order to bring you out. This is so awesome. This is so powerful. Man, I got chills all over my body because I know it to be real. So, you know, all you did uh, today is, uh, you know, inspire me even more to continue to tap to write my book and to finish it. And I'm going to finish my book in five months. You hear what I'm saying? And I'm coming out too. Now, I ain't coming out the closet. The closet has already been closed, but I am coming out. I'm coming out in the Lord Jesus Christ to tell my story so that God can get the glory, so that people can see that God is real. Blessings to you, my sister, in Christ. I thank you so much for coming on to my show and sharing this, oh, my God, this 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 powerful, motivating, true life story of how God did not only just mend you back, but mend your mother back, mend the family back, and you and your mother-daughter relationship back, and y'all back on track, and y'all out there with y'all armor on talking and, and doing God's business with the word. You hear what I'm saying? Showing that the word is life. It is a living word in you and your mother 
and myself and others are the proof of it. Thank you so much, Denise, for being on the show this evening. And since there is no one that y'all probably is wowed out in the background listening, don't got nothing to say, but just say amen in the back, okay? You know, we just going to say that this is this was a new day. And all you animes out there that know what it's like to be in anime shoes, all of y'all get out there just like we out here and make it happen and show that God is a living God through you to help bring people that put their hands up out of the dirt asking for help to come out of those rooms with no doors and windows. Blessings to you, my sister. Thank you for your story. Thank you. You know where to find her book, y'all? If y'all don't know where to find her book, Denise Jones, tell them where to find your book and to buy it. You can find it out on Amazon. You can find it out at Books of a Million. You can find it out at Borders. The book is um, is listed in 25,000 online bookstores. So, again, all you have to do is Google author Denise Jones or Google who said it couldn't be done, and the book will come up and you are able to purchase it. It is in hardback, paperback, ebook, and soon to be on audio. Look at there. Woo! God's doing big things. And you know what? And your voice is, they need to hear this voice because it's powerful. It's bold in Christ Jesus. And you know it's real. It's giving me shield just from listening. You hear what I'm saying? So you know he, he's got a strong fighter that's done come from the rough. You are truly a diamond. Thank you. Thank you, Denise Williams, for coming on Lardy Miss Party and Company on Blog Talk Radio. And we will chat, you know, later on here. And the time is up. And all of you beautiful listeners out there that has listened to uh, Denise Jones on her book that is entitled Who Said It Couldn't Be Done, A Diamond in the Rough, she came to tell her powerful and motivating story about how God saved her from that ugliness that she came from. You know what I'm saying? And we can never say that there is not a God that can change your life because he can. In the name of Jesus, I just bless you all this evening and thank you for coming on to the show and listening in on this powerful story. And, you know, we'll be back with something really, really great the next time. So just stay tuned. You can um, get me on Facebook, Lardy Miss Clardy on Facebook, Wendy Clardy on Facebook. Google me, Lardy Miss Clardy, and you'll find me one way or the other, but I am there. Anyone else has got any more stories that want to be told and it's the truth and you want it out there, this is the form to do it. You understand? Blessings to you all. And thank you, Denise Jones, for appearing and telling us about how God has changed your life. This is a moment to never forget. Blessings to you, sister. Same to you. Thank you so much.
I'm getting high. 